Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, Zero and Blind Terry. Everybody, you're listening to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. This is the podcast where we talk about every Bruce Springsteen song alphabetically, one by one. My name's Rob Carmack. That guy over there is J.B. Clark. Yep, I'm here. I'm pumped. I'm ready to do this. This last song, which is a great song to go out on. Yeah, I just I just put the finishing touches on a whole pot of coffee. Well, good. So uh, decaf coffee, but I did just drink an entire pot of decaf coffee. So let's do it. I was going to say we're recording this at a relatively late hour. So if uh, <laughs> if you just put on some coffee, I don't have a lot of hopes for your. Uh, your no, I just finished the last sip of an entire pot of decaf coffee. So today we're talking about the song Zero and Blind Terry. And this is we, we mentioned this before. This this was our original destination. We started this podcast in January of 2016. And our first episode was on the song 30 Days Out. So we started with the numbers. And then we started with A, then we went to B, we went all the way through the alphabet, and the whole time, the plan was, we will do this until we've talked about every Bruce Springsteen song, and we will, we will end this thing once we reach Zero and zero. Terry. And here we are. So let's do this, JB. Let's talk about the song, and then right, stick around. For those of you who are grieving, as are we, the, the end of this particular leg of the tour, uh, this three-year three and... 10 month, three year, nine month journey that we've been on. Uh, stick around to, to the end after the ratings and we're going to do some housekeeping and we're going to talk about what comes next for the podcast. So be sure and be sure and hang around because we're done, but we're not done. You know what I mean? So we'll, oh, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But first, we have to do our d- due diligence, JB, because we, oh, I also have to say, before we started this podcast, I sent an email to the guys who created a, another podcast called Alphabetical, which is an alphabetical Beatles po- podcast. And I asked them, do you mind if we borrow your format? And they replied, yes, you can borrow our format, but you have to finish. You have to get all the way to Z. And I just want to say to all the guys out there, to Pete the Retailer and all of his friends over at Alphabetical, we did it, guys. We, we did it. We, we told you we would. I say that. I mean, unless one of us is struck dead in the next 20 or 30 minutes. We will have done it. So, yes. All right. So, anyway, zero let's do this, JB. We're going to get you Are you ready to talk about Zero and Blind Terry? Oh, yeah. So ready. Let's do this. Okay, so Zero and Blind Terry. This is a song from the 1998 box set tracks, which means it's an outtake. And this was an outtake from The Wild, The Innocent, and The E Street Shuffle. So in 1973, Bruce is making his second record. This is one of the songs put into consideration for that album. It was ultimately left off, and it was put away in a drawer for many years until 1998 when Bruce puts together this massive box set that we have now talked about over 60 times because there's a lot of songs on that box set. So many songs. And this song ended up as one of those songs on the box set. And that's that's when people got a hold of it for the first time in, in recorded form. So in official recorded form in 1998 when Bruce put out the box set tracks. So the last time the song was played live was on November the 22nd, 2005, in Trenton, New Jersey, on the Devils and Dust Tour. And I actually, I listened to it today, and it's really good. And he played it on the piano. And this is actually, this is interesting. This is the final night of the Devils and Dust Tour. And Bruce seemed to be pre- feeling pretty loose that night because he, he debuted this song, which had not been played since 1974. And I bet that felt good for I him to so. play this song. And that he was able to recall the lyrics to this song. 
from I mean, and yeah. obviously he must have rehearsed it but like dang because this is a i know song. i bet he sat down at the piano though and i bet this song like fell out of his shirt sleeves right under the keys you know what i mean yeah well then you can listen uh, to it i mean it doesn't sound like he hasn't played it in 25 years but he hasn't you know like that's amazing yeah so th- it was the final night of that tour and he played it he actually he ended up playing four tour premieres that night even though it was the last night of the show only bruce springsteen would be like I'm, I'm wrapping up the tour, so here's four songs I haven't played at all. Yeah, and the other three, the tour, so let's do something new. Yeah, so the other three at that show were, the other three new songs were Fire, Mansion on the Hill, and Santa Claus is Coming to Town, because it was November 22nd. So, uh, right. But this is the only song that he did that night that he hadn't played since he, basically since releasing Wild the Innocent and the Street Shuffle. Yep, so before that, it, it had only been played a handful of times in the early 70s. And uh, so that's that's sort of the live history of this song. And the original title of this song was Phantoms. So he changed it later on to Zero and Blind Terry. And the re- both are cool. Both are cool. Yeah, I like that. I'm glad he, he stuck with Zero and Blind Terry. Otherwise, we would have had no Z's. Otherwise, Your Own Worst Enemy would have been the last song that we would have gotten to. We would have had nothing to really finish out the alphabet. So, huh. you know, just for the sake of our podcast, I'm really glad he started at least one song with the letter Z. Yeah, I think it speaks to his prescience. Yeah, it's like he he knew like one day. Yeah. One day, these two guys from the South are gonna <laughs> are gonna do an alphabetical podcast. I don't know what a podcast is, but I can see it in the future. <laughs> I need to call this Zero Blind Dairy. So uh, let's talk, man. JB, let's talk music. I feel like in the past, everyone knew what a podcast was. It just didn't make any sense. <laughs> you think in 1974, Bruce was like, "I know what a podcast will be." Well, just like two guys talking to a microphone. I can barely They'd explain like, to my oh. dad what a podcast is. They'd be like, oh, well, that's because it's so simple that people don't get it. It's like it's two, just like two guys talking into a microphone. Oh, okay. I mean, look, <laughs> it, it's 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 a radio show on the Internet that you can download on demand. That's what I a put radio is. on the Internet. <laughs> but wait, you don't need a radio. You don't need like what's the what? What's the, what's the call, what, are, what are the call signals of this particular radio station? <laughs> they are Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. W-B-R-U-C-H. C-E-H-C-E. Wow. <laughs> it's all right. We're shutting it down, guys. We're shutting down the whole thing. Anyway, so. Shutting it down. So let's stop music. There's loose. It's very wildly innocent, like the mixing on this. You got loose drums. Oh, so You got loose. big saxophone. This song would have fit in really well. It would have fit in very, like, just fine on, on the Wildly Innocent yeah. album. It's chock full of sax solos. Got that sweet early E Street drums performed by the mad dog himself, Vinny Lopez. Yes. Um, it, it, like, winds down and then the. Tempo picks up, you know, halfway through, and this, you know, it goes from like really quiet whispers to like just blowing out the saxophone and super big organs. Like the tempo, like it's faster. It's yeah, it's intense. It's an early. It's very of the time, like disorganized, but but like a beautiful disorganized story, you know. Yeah, kind of like a Van Morrison song. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it it is sort of a a more up-tempo kind of early precursor to songs like Incident on 57th Street and Jungle Land. And it's, in fact, I I have in the past found it difficult to appreciate this song with the existence of Incident and Jungle Land. Both, both those songs, by the way, are in my top five all-time Bruce Springsteen songs. So that this song has to live in the shadow of those two songs is probably unfair to this song. But by yeah. itself, if you try and just like enjoy the song by itself without comparing all the other things that sort of were born out of this... It's it's a pretty impressive song. Yeah. Well, even the fact that so many other great songs were born out of it is impressive. That's true. Yes, that's a good way to put it, too. The sax is great. Yeah, it's good Clarence Clemens. This is like the ghost work. of Clarence Clemens' future. This is like, hey, guys, uh, you're going to listen to some records later in your life that are going to have 
important sack fellows. I know that sounds weird. <laughs> Speaking of things that people won't understand in the future, I know this sounds weird. There's going to be some sack solos that, sa- that this guy plays later down the road that um, that will change the way you think about music. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the sack solos on Thunder Road and Jungle Land alone are like probably the two greatest sax solos ever recorded in rock history. And like that they're both by one guy on one album. Like that's, that's pretty incredible, but yeah, you're right. Like, so, and this is a precursor to like, this shows you like how powerful and big Clarence could be with the saxophone. I love the, like the end when it just fades down so much. And there's these woes and these bumping bass notes and these hi hats, like that carry the song and build it up into just nothing. And then it just drones out like the night sky. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. The, the way the song ends is like, it's a real moment for headphones. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it really is. Well, and it's funny to like listen to songs like this. And I mean, like we said before, this is very consistent with the E Street Shuffle um, aesthetic. And it's, Yeah, this it, would not have felt like a weak song on that record. But it's, it's funny. We just talked about a song from Magic, which the, the band work and the production value on Magic is so tight and ratcheted up. And and it's so funny, like if you if you go back to nineteen seventy three, like it's it's almost impossible to imagine that these are the two same like the, these two songs were written and created by the same person. You know? Yeah, this is this like is very big and loose. A, yeah. A very similar band. Yes, yeah, yeah, a lot of the same musicians, like but same songwriter, oh, obviously. Holy, but that's insane. Can you imagine going to work with the same guys every day for that long? <laughs> no. I cannot like that's pretty that's that's wild and of course there oh, was there was gosh. some personnel change between the wild the innocent and the street shuffle and born to run those two albums but like a lot of the like the the drummer's different and the piano player are different but everything else is pretty much the same you know yeah. and uh yeah it, it it's but it is interesting like bruce really you, you can sort of tell he's like fi- figuring out what kind of songwriter he wants to be with these first two records and um, he I, he's making some really interesting choices, and you're really beginning to see kind of what what he's capable of, like very very early. It's really impressive. Yeah, it is. I think it's more impressive than it is good. If that makes sense, I don't think it's bad. I love it. <laughs> no, I, th- I think that's well said. I think you're right. Yeah, but I think it's really. I think there's stuff in here where you're just like everybody is doing some some big stuff. Do you think this song should have been on Wild the like just Wild the Innocent, just a longer album? Like, if you could just add this song without subtracting anything, is it a better album, or is it better that it's not on there because this song might overpower, or maybe not overpower? It might dilute the power of Innocent Incident on Fifty Seventh Street. What do you think? I don't think it would have diluted it at all. I think it would just been a longer album. Would it have been? But would it would it be a better album if this was on? I think it'd be the same. I think it'd just be a longer album. So I don't think it would. I think it would have just fit so well that you wouldn't have noticed. So this song neither hurts nor helps. It just it it, it just right. adds to the to, to the scope of what it is. I mean, there's no reason for him to have left it off other than that, like he could. There's well, and, no reason, like active reason, to leave it off other than just like you could just leave it off. There's no you room could. for it. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I mean, like you're out of grooves. <laughs> well, and also like every file. song on every song on that album is long. For the, yeah. for the most part, and so it's 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 hard when you have an, an album of seven songs and they're all like six plus minutes long. Like it's right, yeah. Well, this one's six minutes. Yeah, so this would have been one of the shorter songs on the record. I wish they would have done something. That outro is like, you guys never did this again. <laughs> yeah, they really don't. You they're know, right. like that outro could have been a Brian Eno record. <laughs> oh, you're right. It could have. And like some of the intro, there's just some stuff in there that's like really cool and then it just blows up into that big band song but there really is some like really nice just like 
what was I listening to when we started talking today? Some like liminal quality to it. Anyway, yeah, it's nice. Well, you said you were listening to cigarettes. Oh yeah, cigarettes is liminal sleep record. Yeah, but yeah. This like the beginning and end of this song have like some really liminal qualities. Yeah, it it it, it does sort of like drift a little bit, um, which which is not yeah. at all what what Bruce's later work will do. Like he like born to run forward, the stuff just gets very very tight. And and really the, this these sessions, the wildly innocent sessions, are really it's it's really the only time you see like Bruce and the whole band just being pretty loose throughout the whole process. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, at least simulating lo- looseness. I don't know. I don't know if in the studio, if, if anybody would have said things were loose, but they, it feels loose, I guess I should say. It's like if a boat carrying a band that was playing its ass off fluttered up to you and then fluttered away, you know, down the river. <laughs> That's well put. <laughs> it, it comes on kind of slowly. It just socks you right in the face and then it just kind of drifts away. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's great. It's great in like a summer, like this could be a dream that you have when you fall asleep for a minute in the sun on the banks of a river. <laughs> mm, yeah. Or like in the park in the city. It is, it is a little bit dreamlike. You're right. It does sort of have like that sort of almost ethereal kind of quality as it fades in and fades out. There's even like a organ doing a calliope sound like panned all the way to one ear in the very back of the mix. Yeah. And he, uh, I mean, obviously like he, he will continue to use those kinds of effects on like Wild Billy Circus Story. Yeah, there's just like it's a really rock song, but there's like these carnival and dreamlike elements in there. What you drinking? Kind of weird. Oh, I'm sorry. I click clink ice. Yeah. What are we having? Uh, water in a in a um. I just forgot what these are called. A tumbler. The, the big Yeti in a Yeti. A Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's an off-brand Yeti, but remember when Yeti just took over the world a couple years ago? Yeah. Well, and even now, like it becomes. South, everybody's like, man, how cold does that ice get? <laughs> How long will it stay cold? When, yeah. Would I stay cold for 132 hours? <laughs> if I shoot it into space. I'm going to catch some fish that are real far away from electricity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, are we ready to talk? Sorry. Do you want to talk lyrics? Oh, yeah. Let's talk lyrics. All right. Here we go. Man, this is... I think this is the perfect song for us to go out on because, like, this is so. This is like all the nicknames we've been doing, like, we're basing them on off of like songs like this it's, one. Yeah. Um, all right. Here we go. The Skulls met the Pythons down at the First Street sa- Station. So, the Skulls and the Pythons, for those keeping track at home, Skulls and the Pythons are two rival gangs. We're to street believe. gangs. Street gangs. So, the, the Jets and the, the Sharks. Violent if you will. Youths. Yeah. So, it says alliances have been made in, the, in alleyways all across the nation. These boys live off the milk of a silver jet and the love of sweet young women. And the Pythons are down from old English town and they're looking to do some living. So, what? That these boys live off the milk of a silver jet. What does that mean? Just like they, they, their sustenance is adrenaline. Okay, I got you. Um, all right, then it says, "Well, the leaders, the leader of the Pythons is a kid they just call Zero. Now Terry's pop says these kids are some kind of monster, are some kind of monsters. But Terry says, no, pop, they're just plain heroes. So this is very West Side Story, right? Like you've got the leader, yeah. one of the leaders of one of the gangs." And who goes by the name Zero, and Terry, who is the love interest, is telling her dad like they're not as bad as you say. So we've got we've got a gang situation. We've got a dad who wants to protect his his kid from like romantic overtures from the leader of this gang, and you know Terry is drawn like a moth to a flame to Zero. So we got two characters with names, and there's gangs. 
this is Zero and Terry. They found the love that burns like wildfire. Now Terry's daddy understood that this Zero was no good. A child, a thief, and a liar. Well, from out of the darkness that breaks that dawn, Zero rode like twilight. He said, tonight's the night, blind Terry. Come on. Terry, come on. Tonight is the night. Pack your bags, baby. So the question becomes, is Terry really blind? Or yeah. <laughs> is that just That's a the question I'm always asking. <laughs> is Terry blind? I was thinking that all afternoon. <laughs> That's a weird detail to just include about this character yeah. for no reason. The second time she, the, I'm going to say she, uh, but because I, but Terry, Terry is not gendered. So I don't think at least. In my head, Terry is, is a man, is, is another guy. But like that's because I'm listening to the song in 2019, I think. Well, and I mean, also Bruce has other songs about a character named Terry who is a, like Backstreets is about uh, about a friendship with or a, a relationship with a, with a man named Terry. So this could be this, this could be one of the songs that Bella likes to talk about about how Bruce sort of includes some like possible like gay romantic relationships in some of his songs, and this could totally be one of them. As far as I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't think Terry is ever referred to with a feminine pronoun. I, I might be wrong as we go go through it. But, no. Um, so Terry, they Terry, is is a romantic interest. Terry's father doesn't like the zero or the pythons, and Terry may or may not be blind. And that's a detail for for that to be the name of the song. It's a detail that comes relatively late in the song. You know. Yeah, and it's treated pretty loosely. Also, does Terry need to be blind? Is that a detail in the song that means anything? No, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So, at some point, Bruce decides Terry's blind, but they he but regardless, Zero and Terry find a love that burns like wildfire, and they're gonna get out of town. So, two people who love each other who are gonna pack their bags and leave town. This is very Bruce Springsteen. And then it says, and together they ran like reindeers, which I think reindeers is not a I, yeah. I think it's no reindeer. it's not, but I love it. Yeah. So they ran pl- like reindeers. He unnecessarily pluralizes reindeers with with an S. Like going to the Walmarts. Yeah. Um, and it says or, mooses. Um, <laughs> and then it says, uh, well, like tomorrow. I'm sorry. Together they ran like reindeers through the street. Well, like tomorrow the earth was going to catch up on fire. Now Terry's dad hired some troopers to kill Zero and bring Terry home. They crawled up in the night like a firelight. So Terry's dad is not, he's gone from like disapproving father to let's, let's get this, let's kill this guy. So this is like, yeah, like in working on the highway, instead of like the dad sending the brothers, it's like, what if we just kill him? <laughs> like, what if we just kill this guy? So yeah. t- ter- Terry's problem with Zero is that Zero leads a gang and the, the gang's no good. Uh, and so Terry's dad's like, maybe we should just kill Zero. So which raises the question, is, is Terry's dad connected to the Skulls? And also, is Terry's dad a bad person? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Is like, is, is Terry's dad not just like a concerned citizen? Is Terry's dad like part of an, a rival gang faction? Maybe Terry's blind because Terry does not see that Terry's dad is is bad news. You know, it's a Romeo and Juliet situation. Very much so. Then um, it says, "Now Snow White troopers from the Council of Crime Road." Or I'm sorry, Snow White trooper, troopers from the Council of Crime. Uh, so basically, like cops on the take. Yeah. Rode silver foxes through Terry's field. Silver foxes, I assume those are motor fo- motorcycles? I guess. Why not silver horses? Why silver foxes? I don't know, man. No one rides it foxes. Because of the melody. Okay. Anyway, ride silver foxes through Terry's field. 
oh, they met the pythons down on Route 9, but they refused to yield. Yeah, now the pythons fought with buzz guns and the troopers with swords like light. And Zero and Terry, they ran away as the gang fought all through the night. So, Dude, they're using lightsabers. Yeah. Yeah, man. Chainsaw guns. They're riding on foxes. This is, this this is, is like science fiction right here. This is wild. This, this is, is like Narnia. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would lo- I would love to sit down with Bruce and be like, okay, let's go line by line through this, and you can explain yeah. exactly. What Take you me mean. line by line. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, it says, well, now some folks say Zero and Terry got away. Others say they were caught and brought back. But still, them young pilgrims to this day go to that spot way down the railroad by the railroad track, where the troopers met the pythons. Old timers cry on a hot August night. If you look hard enough, if you try. You'll catch Zero and Terry and all the pythons. Oh, just hiking the streets up in the night. Oh, just walking, just hiking the streets up in the up in the sky. Oh, sorry, I said up in the up in the night. It's up in the sky, just hiking the streets up in the sky. Hey, Zero, and then that's the end. So it kind of leaves it. So there's there's some fighting. There's a big brawl. Zero and Terry try and like slip away. And so the question becomes, and this is the stuff of legend now inside the song, which is some say they got away. Did Others they say away? they got caught and were brought back and um, theoretically were killed because apparently no one knows what happened to them. So, so the question, did JB, they die in that original hail of bullets and nobody found out. Yeah. So the question here is, did they make it or did they not? What do you think? I don't know. I don't even know if Terry's blind or not. Yeah. They, they only refer to Terry as blind one time and it's just sort of like this throwaway and you don't need it. Like the song does not need Terry to be blind. So you could have named the, you could have kept the title Phantoms. You could have just called it Zero and Terry, but for some reason, you could Bruce have, was like, I mean, like he might as well have been like, "Tonight's the night, Terry, friend of dolphins." Come on, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, like Terry, rider of silver foxes. <laughs> all right, so you sit down with Bruce. You're like, "All right, we're going line by line." There were silver. It's color foxes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what people ride foxes in New Jersey? People ride foxes. Everybody knows that's what you ride when you go go out on Route Nine. Yeah. I don't, Stop asking me so many know. questions. Ah, the poets down here don't ride nothing at all. There's an opera out on the turnpike, and there's foxes down in the alley. <laughs> all anyway. right. So, Blind Terry was she blind, or was she like blinded by love? Yeah. He or she? They. Yeah, they. Blinded by? Yeah, maybe blinded by love. That's, I, I think that's the that's the assumption, right? Like that's the only way that this I don't know. matters at all. That Terry's blind, which is that Terry. Doctor Bruce Ter- said it Ter- so many times, and I've never got a clear answer. Yeah, that would be fun. I would love that if somebody sits down with Bruce Springsteen to do an interview, and the the out of the gate question, like the because the first question sets the tone for the whole interview, and at the very first, say Rob Sheffield from Rolling Stone magazine is like, okay, we're going to interview <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. He's about to go out on tour. There's a new album coming out. Everything's coming up, Bruce. He's got. Oscar's coming at him from having just directed his first movie. Sits down. Okay, Bruce, we have a lot to cover. But the first question is, is Terry blind or what? You know who would ask that question for sure if Rob Sheffield wouldn't? Not saying he wouldn't. He might. Zach Galifianakis? Chuck Klosterman. Chuck Klosterman would ask yes, him that question. <laughs> you're right. Chuck Klosterman would definitely ask that question. I say that. I don't think uh, Chuck Klosterman like, cares that much about Bruce Springsteen. But if he did, I think, I think he would. I mean, he loves rock and roll, man. He's a music writer. I, I feel like the, the handful of times I've heard Klosterman talk about Bruce Springsteen, it's been sort of like a shrug. Like, yeah, I guess like my dad likes that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't think he's into Yeah, it. I guess so, yeah. He's more into Which like... Which makes him even more 80s hair metal. Like, apt to ask the question. Yeah. 
That's true. Yeah, if if Klosterman knows about this song, I you're you're not wrong. Like this would definitely be a, a question he would be interested in asking. I yeah. I definitely want to know. I want to know. Like, tell me everything you know that we don't see on the page in Zero and Blind Terry. There's got to there there has to be some deleted scenes here, you know. Yeah. Because sometimes sometimes you see a movie and you're like, there's some things in that movie that didn't make sense, and you find out there's like 30 minutes that were cut out of the movie that would have really explained a lot. And th- to me, this song feels like that. Like. I, I, just, I just want to know a lot more. I just want to know. <laughs> I, just, I have so many questions. Like, what's what's yeah. what's the deal with Terry's dad? Is Terry really blind? Why are people writing on foxes? Dot dot dot. More questions. They don't. They don't. We don't get a lot of answers here. But the question I would not ask is: Do Zero and Terry get away? I think. I think. I think nope. it's good that we don't know that. They are a, a constellation in the sky, man. Some say they got away. Some say they don't. It's the stuff of. It's the stuff of local legend down on Route Nine. They walked to the top of the hill and then off into a cloud. Yeah. So is this song about like the destructive force of violence? Is it about is it about love in the face of violence? And I think it's just about zero and blind Terry. Yeah. I mean, it really is like you could take everything that this song is about. You could also probably say about Jungle Land and Incident on Fifty Seventh Street. It's just those are better songs. Yeah. This song just feels like it's about this moment. It doesn't feel like it's about more. It just feels like about being young and in love. So young. And at odds. It's, it's funny. Like, this feels 100% appropriate to be the song that we finished this whole journey on. You know, because it's mm-hmm. it, this is such a Bruce Springsteen song, but it's also a deep cut. So it's, um, it, I, I think it's sort of the perfect, like, if, if the if the end credits are rolling over this little journey of ours, I like to think that this oh, is the song Oh, this would totally be the OOOs, you know? It's like such great end credits. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So you can listen to the song and imagine the the screen going black and everybody staying in their seats because they don't know if there's a scene after the credits or not. But this is the song that's playing. You want to do ratings? I absolutely do, man. How many do you have? Do you have a, a, a rubric or a metric? Hiking, hiking boots made of clouds. I love that. That's I could. The only the only thing I would have I would have uh, done instead of that would have been people riding silver foxes. But man, hiking boots Ooh, made yeah. of clouds. Is good. I, I'm good with either metric. metric. That's good. Um, you go first. I'm high on the song for everything it represents. Okay. So I give it a half. Oh, sorry. You cut out. Say it again. I give it a four and a half. That's a good rating. That's a strong rating for this. I'm a, I'm a four. Yeah. yeah. I figured you would be. Yeah. It's a, it's a solid four. I like it. I like what it yeah. represents. Exactly what you just said. I like what it leads to. I like that we have it. Um, it's it's very listenable. It's fun to listen to. If you if you go listen to that performance that he does at the Dells and Dust show in two thousand and five, it's great. It's a highlight of that set. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, man. So four four for me, four and a half for you. Any final thoughts on the song? No, it was a perfect one to go out on. I've got so much warm feelings in my body right now. Me too, man. Hey, it's been a fun almost four years, hasn't it? Sure has. It sure has. We've made some memories. We've done some things. We've had some kids. Yeah. We've done it. We've moved to new cities. I like. I like to think that I've been blind Terry to your zero. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we're, we we got to ride the silver fox out of here. You know. But I got to know before we leave. Are you blind? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never tell, sir. You'll never know. One, if we if we made it out of town, and two, if I am or am not blind. Those are two things you'll never know about me. So, oh man. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to this podcast. This is the this is the first time that we're going to go out and we're going to leave this episode without naming the next song. Um and that's weird. <laughs> you know. 
Yeah. Not to say that there aren't going to be more songs in the future. There will be. So I guess let's get to some housekeeping, shall we? So yes, let's do it. Before before we talk about what's going to come next in the feed, the first thing I think we need to do, we need to thank the patrons, and we need to thank the people who left iTunes reviews, and we need to thank the people who sent us messages and have sent emails and have commented on Facebook threads, people who have been supportive and encouraging, people who sent angry things to that guy who got really, really mad that one time JB didn't like Don't Look Back. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, or, or to people who continue to ask us if they can see our master list because they want to check our math. Or what, you know, like to, to everybody who's been part of this with us. Thank you. Like, and, and specifically, want to thank the patrons. So JB, do you have the master list of all the patrons? I do. Let's, let's name them. Let's, let's call out the names. So um, these, this, these are the credits. So uh, to those of you who, who have helped us um, keep the website paid for to those of us who have helped us um, continue to support No Kid Hungry to those of us to those of you who have helped us recover some of the cost of doing this podcast. Thank you. And these are the names of those people. And JB's got the names. All right, we're gonna start with newest we're newest support to like longest most support. Nice. We're gonna finish that way. So we got Owen Charnley, uh, who we gave a nickname recently. Harvin Himbergen. I don't know if I got that one right. We've got Nikki Ryan. Carolyn Elfland, we've got Nancy Sable, Rachel Maniloff, Andrew Neportant, um, Brian King, Bella Pori, Tony Peterson, Russ Bartlett, Levi Petrie. Uh, Levi's great. Go listen to his music. He we email. He's 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 become uh, an internet bud. Uh, Jesse Jackson, the great uh, right Reverend Jesse Jackson, Ann Simonson, Anna Lind, uh, John Olrenshaw, Yanyella, Jeff Ulmer, Matt Peterson. Todd Bach, uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America himself, <laughs> James Charles, uh, and these are the people who have been supporting us for a long time, from the like from the the jump, like like from the moment we opened a Patreon page. Steve Rogers was like day one uh, podcast post on the internet, emails and Facebook messages. <laughs> wow, yeah. Uh, James Charles, Hal Rutledge, Doug Mueller, Ed Sullivan, and literal day. On like beginning, uh, Alex Bayenda. So, and he's got a he's got an, an alphabetical family podcast about Arcade Fire as well. So, at Alex the Admiral. That's right. Yeah, he started it all. He did. So, so those are the patrons. And again, to anybody who left iTunes reviews, we we um, we've shouted out in the past uh, to people who have been part of the conversation, who participate in the Slack conversation. Um, thanks also to our handful of guest hosts that we had. Our very first two episodes, we uh, we had a guest host named Doug Paget who came back yep. again and talked about like Johnny Ninety Nine with us. Um, Jesse Jackson joined us for a few episodes. Bella Pori very famously was here for Streets of Philadelphia, and of course April Al- or almost at April Alvarado, your wife, April Clark. <laughs> no, she still goes by. I still call her April Alvarado. <laughs> That's how I knew her first. So April Clark and Caroline Carmack, who joined us, our wives, who joined us on Hungry Heart, and my daughter Delia Carmack, who uh, joined us on or did a, a little bit of tons uh, of episodes. Yeah, specifically one, uh, Meet Me in the City. She she did a little post credits interview with me. So uh, that's that's her personal favorite song of Bruce Springsteen. So uh, so thanks to did everybody. She, did who, she make it into any of the actual end edits uh, of no, like, her I, coming in? No, yeah, she she comes in a lot and asks questions, and no, she uh, she no, I don't think she made it into any of the final edits. I tended to cut those yeah. things out. Um, it was like every it was like every five episodes for a while. She would be like, "I can't sleep. My CD player stopped. Is Mister JB in here?" <laughs> or my, my ponytail hurts. Can you take it out for me? Yeah, like they were just yeah. Like, uh, 
yeah, you know, just it, that's what it's like to have a, a six year old just roaming around the house while you're recording a podcast. So, yeah, um, but it's always fun. And uh, so anyway, so thanks again to everybody who has subscribed, who has listened, who's been with us from the beginning and to anybody who just discovered the podcast and was like, oh, wow, it's over. So um, and by the way, if you if you want to hear all, if you want to get all of the archives, I realize like because we're on Squarespace, Squarespace only hosts our most recent hundred episodes. So anything that goes back farther than that, you can uh, sign up on Patreon uh, at the $5 level or That's higher. On our, on our website, you can listen to them all, but if you want a podcast feed, if like you want to download it, catcher, if you want to download them, yeah, you got to do it through Patreon. And, um, I believe that's five bucks. Yeah. $5 level gets you access to that. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. um, so here's what's coming up. So this has been the question. A lot of people have been asking, like, what, what's going to happen next? Um, are we are we just going to shut it down? We've made jokes about. I don't know. If people think it's funny that we're just going to shut the whole thing down. Um, that's not, so we're we're not going to we're not actually going anywhere. So here's here's what's going to happen. Keep us in your feed. So if you've been subscribing and you want to keep up with what we're going to do next, uh, do not unsubscribe from this podcast because we're gonna we're gonna keep adding things to the feed. We still have several episodes to continue to, to put out this year. The first thing uh, we're, we're going to have to get to. We still owe. I think we still owe like four or five interviews with uh, people who were donating um, at the $20 level uh, off of Patreon. So we're going to, we're going to go ahead and fulfill all those promises and we're going to get all those interviews and we'll, we'll record and post those as, yeah, and there's some good ones can. coming up. I'm really excited about uh, some of these interviews coming up. Yeah. But they won't be, it won't be on a regular schedule. Like for the past three and a half years, we've been, we've been posting um, pretty regularly. We, we've had a pretty regular release schedule and this will not be that. We'll just, we'll get to it as people are available and we'll, we'll post them as, as they go. So just keep, keep refreshing the feed and you'll, you'll catch those when they go up. Um, we, we will also towards the end of the year, we'll do our annual year in Bruce where we'll, we'll sort of talk about all the Bruce Springsteen news. And there was a lot of it this year. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about Western stars without getting into all the songs. Um, but we'll, we'll go through all the spreadsheets and we'll talk about our ratings, how we, how we did, you know, over the last three plus years, uh, we're going to try and do one more song episode. We're going to talk about a song called Tweeter and the Monkey Man, which is a song by Tra- <laughs> the Traveling Wilburys, which is actually a song about Bruce Springsteen. So we figured at some point we'll, we'll do that. And of course, in December, we're going to do our annual ear- uh, end of the year all media overload episode, which is usually clocks in somewhere in the neighborhood of three hours. So we'll definitely Ooh. have that available to you guys uh, sometime in early December. And then in 2020... We are planning to do. We'll, we'll we'll start up again with regular episodes, and we're going to do full album episodes, and we'll do those yeah. in chronological order. So we'll start with Greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey, and we will go through the body of work up to the ties that bind, and that, so that'll keep us busy for a good while. And hopefully, and and the reason we're not going back into the songs, even though there are more songs that we haven't gotten to that have been released in the meantime, is because we're trying to give Bruce enough time to build out more songs and so uh, there's we suspect there's going to be anywhere from 10 to 70 more songs <laughs> in the next year yeah i mean yeah bruce, bruce has very overtly said like he's going to release another e street band album within the next year but then there's also been a lot of rumors circulated about maybe a, a second tracks box set coming out and what we want to do is we want to give bruce time to get all that stuff out so that we can so when we do go back into doing regular song episodes there's enough out there to where we can kind of sustain for a while we don't have to start and stop on that so western all the songs we'll do one by one songs on western stars we'll catch various like the the new song from the blinded by the light movie the uh, the song he did for thank you for your service 
there's a couple of songs from chapter and verse. There, there's some songs that we just need to catch that that have come out in the meantime that we're too we were too late on or that came out too late for us to catch them the first time through. So we'll do a second. You lap. know, the but, tracks thing, the second tracks. I've been like, I had been dreading for a while because it's like, oh, that's like 60 songs I have to listen to. <laughs> uh, but then I was thinking, there's a few songs on that record that are going to be like in my top 100 favorite songs you know what i mean yeah i mean it's very possible you're gonna get a another a good man is hard to find or zero on black zero Terry. Black Terry. yeah um yeah there's gonna there are gonna be some gems in there and i i assume they're from latter year like 21st century recording stuff which i'm super excited about so yeah so hopefully within the next year bruce will release a lot of new material and we'll be able to go back to at some point we'll go back to doing the alphabetical um journey but until then like I said, we'll do the patron interviews. We'll do a couple special one-off episodes, and then in two thousand in twenty twenty, we'll do uh, we'll do album by album. So hopefully, um, that that'll be enough to keep us busy for a while. But in the meantime, keep us in your feed, and we'll we'll add new episodes as as they come about. But for as for this first lap, the journey from thirty days out to zero blind Terry, we're done. We did it. We we did it. Here I'm raising a I'm raising a glass, JB. And we had a blast. We did, and we met a lot of friends along the way. A lot. Yeah. the The real, mm-hmm. yeah, the real songs were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> and that's when they found out that it <laughs> never was about the songs to begin with. It was about friendship. It was about family. Because the songs were just the friends they made along the way. That's right. So. <laughs> and then they left the Hundred Acre Wood. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, so everybody, I don't, I don't really know like what the best way to just like close this whole thing out is, other than just to continue to say thank you to everyone. We, and yeah, we love you. It's been fun. We're gonna keep doing it and uh, listen to more Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, this has been th- this has been one of the most fun things I've ever gotten to be a part of, and I have no desire to to close the book on it just yet. So we're we're we're, yeah. we're finishing a chapter, but the story continues. So I cannot overemphasize. Please keep us in your feed. If you're a Patreon subscriber, please keep uh, subscribing, and uh, we'll continue. And I think we're also hoping at some point to begin providing bonus content for Patreon subscribers as well. So yes, um, the much rumored. <laughs> yeah. The, um, highly anticipated. Yeah. You know, this has been, uh, Pete Holmes uh, has a quote, and I think it describes this perfectly for what this podcast has been. Silly, silly fun times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's wonderful. It it's is very, wonderful. It's so much. It's just a nice, uh, it's a nice thing. It is. Well, and I, I guess maybe we should also say thanks to Bruce Springsteen for writing music that is so good and so... It's worth talking about. Powerful. And, yeah, and, and stuff that, like, I... Not not only did I never get tired of talking about Bruce Springsteen, quite often I found that there was just more to talk about every, every yeah. you know, and so so it's it's not. I mean, it, it is a rare thing for someone to to have created this size of a body of work that is this noteworthy and worth talking about. And um, you know, we are. I, I am grateful to have lived during at the same time uh, to have lived on the planet at the same time as Bruce Springsteen, and to have been able to share in loving this music as much as. Uh, the people who listen to this podcast do. And so thanks so much for trusting us and giving us your time. And for so many of you for investing uh, your hard earned dollars uh, to those of you who've supported us. And uh, we will continue to join you and converse, converse with you down the road. And uh, I think, I think that's, that's the last thing I have to say about that. What about you? (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, man. 
So, yeah. You can cut it like six seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. So let's, JB, why don't we get on this silver fox and uh, we'll ride the sleep machine one more time over the Jersey State line. And uh, unt- until our next episode, I'm, I'm Rob and that's JB. And this has been an episode. This has been Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. Three years and nine months. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.